Welcome to The Soul Journey, where we will discuss the journey of people, authors, musicians, clergy, blue collar, white collar, and beyond, and find out what drives their journey. I'm Proverb Newsom. The Soul Journey starts right now. Hey, what's up? This is Proverb Newsom. Here at KAA right now, inside the camp. So this is trip two, camp week, same camp, different year. And so this year, we're gonna have a day-by-day perspective of camp. And so we got here last night after a 22 plus hour bus ride from West Palm Beach, Florida, from Palm Beach to Branson. That's how we rolling. So this, this year we're gonna take a day-by-day perspective of camp, why it's so special, and talk to a few different people this year about their experience here, why they bring kids, how long they've been coming, etc. This is gonna be a great week. I'm really looking forward to it personally, just to unplug and refresh myself. And it's always good to meet up with familiar people that I met through this place. So looking forward to it. Camp week, trip two. Bomb Beach to Branson, the Soul Journey. Christmas, Mother's Day, and Easter. So, you know, I, I, I went to church, but I didn't know the Bible. I, 
had no doubt about it. So she starts taking me through scripture. And when she started taking me through scripture, every scripture started making my heart do what it was doing when the music was playing. I had no idea what God was doing. And then she said, Renee, today you can become a child of God right here. Well, so what am I going to say? No. Nope. <laughs> I said, okay. So she, Tina's like this. She goes, well, let me take you here in the prayer. I'm like, what are you doing? You know, I'm like, she goes, I'm just going to pray for you. You're going to agree in prayer. So I'm like this. She's in. I give her my hand. She starts praying. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you so much for Renee. I thank you for bringing her here today. And all of a sudden, I hear, Renee, what you doing over there? Track <laughs> people. <laughs> what you doing, girl? <laughs> and I looked at Tina. I said, look. I said, I lost something. I'm trying to find it. I said, looking at me like, what are you doing? And I said, I said, look, look, look. I said, what you got, I want, but right now I got to go. All right, so I'm here with uh, James Cheatham at KAA. Hey, James, where are you from? Greenwood, Mississippi. All right, and tell me what you do there. I am principal for Delta Streets Academy, and I am also planting a church. Awesome, man. Now, what brings you up to KAA this year? Our group at Delta Streets Academy was invited to attend Kids Across America with a group from Tupelo, Mississippi. And so we were, uh, it was our pleasure to be able to bring seven of our students to Kids Across America. Now, had you ever been here before? Did you know what it was about? Did you know how it was? I worked here for two summers while I was in college. And then I've also been a Kaleo here three previous times with Urban Youth Impact. Okay, now, so I like to call this place um, the hypest place on earth. What do you think makes it the hypest place on earth? I think it's a top-down thing. Uh, having worked here as a counselor, when you get here, the leadership at the very top of it all instills that this is a hype place and that that's what you just always do, but it's all for the kids. No doubt. Now, this camp in particular is across the lake from Kanakuk. Right, so that you got Canacuck camps and you got KAA. Now, last year I asked uh, Justin uh, what makes the camps different. I've never been to Canacuck, but I've been to KAA now three times, and I can't imagine that Canacuck has anything better than what KAA has. What do you think? Yeah, that's a uh, that's a challenging question to answer. Um, I know I remember being a counselor at Kids Across America. And we had a get-together where all the counselors from Kids Across America joined together with all the counselors from Canacuck. And I can just tell you, Canacuck counselors were not hype enough. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think the mission of this camp isn't better than Canacuck camps. I mean, I, I don't even know what their exact missions are. But specifically running something that is for kids who have not and just how that trickles down in every aspect. Canacut camps, I don't think, have Kaleos bringing them. It might be mom and dad dropping off kids. Right. And so you have, you have kids across America where large groups of kids from the same place are, are being dropped off at, at this place that maybe they could have never imagined being able to go to. And, and again, just knowing the mission of that is invasive maybe to the counselors, to the leadership, to the Kaleos, and to the kids. You know what I like about this place is, you know, all over America, there's, there's areas of concentrated disadvantage. And it seems like KAA goes after those areas of concentrated disadvantaged people and, and they bring them here so that they can have what, what I would call an 
you know, experience an unexpected pathway. Like they've never been to camp and now they're like miles and miles and miles away from home. They're in the woods, kids from all across America. So you got kids that have never even left their city block now halfway across the, the, the map with people they don't even know. And I think sometimes that makes for a good experience and even more so makes for a God experience. Would you say that is your experience? Absolutely. And uh, I would take this opportunity just to say if my remembering, if my memory is correct and my understanding is correct, you know, the fact that God put it on Joe White's heart to not just be complacent with Canacuck camps back in the 80s, that he would have a vision to see how to reach more kids and do and do what you're talking about. And, and the fact that he continues to put it on so many people's hearts to help make camp happen. Um, that's a cool thing. And the fact that they're not just hosting camp for these kids, but they truly have a desire to see them fed and to grow where they go back to their hometowns. Um, now, a lot of that's on the kid to, to, to buy into, but the fact that their heart is, hey, we're not just running a camp. We want to see true growth in these kids and to see them walk with Christ. That's, that's a really cool thing. No doubt. So lastly, James, you bring kids up here from Mississippi. By the way, how, how long was your bus ride here? All right, so we rode from Greenwood to Tupelo, so I'm going to count that two and a half hours, and then we rode about seven to eight hours to get from Tupelo to Kids Across America. All right, cool. So, so lastly, you talked about the kids and, and why the kids come and why KAA um, kind of designed the culture that it has as a camp and, and the kind of people they, they pull in here. Um, talk about what you get out of this as a Kaleo when you come to camp. There's a lot of advantages for a Kalea. There is some pouring into by people into us that encourages us, they love on us. We get to do fun things. You can go zip line, you can go tubing. Um, you can see old friends and uh, connections you've made. You can make new ones. But truly, the, the greatest joy is seeing these kids. I'm at Kids Across America, too. I have five guys at KAA3 that I have not seen this week. But I went over there today. And just the joy of seeing how well they're doing, how much they're enjoying it, um, and how... Because to me, the defining question is when I say, are you having fun? Cool. But then I ask them, would you come back? And when they give me a hearty yes, then I know it's a good thing and that they're enjoying it. And so to me, that really is the cool thing is seeing how much they enjoy it and hoping that it means a lot more than just a fun time. All right, James, man, thank you so much for talking with me and enjoy the rest of your camp week, all right? Thank you, Proverb. All right, bro. I went to track practice, but remember, God knew your end before your beginning and backed up and began you. There was somebody on my track team who I knew knew Jesus. She was always in the dorm. When we would come in partying, she would be in the dorm reading her Bible. And I would come in just as high and, let's go this way. I, something about the Bible convicted my heart. And I didn't know what God was getting ready to do, y'all. And so, Robin just happened to be, that week we had changed the relay, and sometimes God will change things up for the betterment of the team. Sometimes in ministry, God will change things for the betterment of the team. And I said, Robin, 
stick will practice. And I said, I met this girl today, stick. She talks all that Jesus stuff, stick like you do. She wants me to go to church. She wants me to go to church. But I was one of them Holy Ghost filled church conferences. Father, it's got us. Hey, send them all. She was in it. You know, she said, Eric, you need to go. You need to go to church. Tell me your name. Michaela. Tell me your name. Unity. All right, ladies. What do you like about KAA? Uh, the relationships that I like get and like learning more about God and like yeah, like learning more about God and stuff like that. All right, Unity. What do you like about KAA? The thing I like most about KAA is like it's not traditional. Like in a regular church, it gets boring, but it's all youth and we all coming together about God. So that's the best part about KAA to me. That's what I like about it. Michaela, how many years consecutively have you been to KAA? Uh, four. Four. And Unity, how many years have you been? This is my first year. So as your first year, would you agree that this is the hypest camp on earth? Yes. <laughs> what was your favorite part about this week? Um, my favorite part was all of us being together, like, like, when we did devotion, or when all of us, our counselors came together in our cabins, and to realize that all of us go through the same exact things and not feeling alone. Like, all of us able, being able to relate to each other was like the best thing at camp. So, in a sense, you really got to see play out that um, there's unity in Christ, it doesn't matter where you're from, what color you are, um, that you're all here at this camp for a common cause. Would you say that? Yes. Cool. Michaela, what was your favorite part? Well, it's basically the same thing, but another thing that I like about camp is the hypeness. Like, you can, like, I guess they, they'll be able to, like, pull you out of your shell, I guess. Like, they get you out of your comfort zone and do more things to have you, like, learn more about God and, like, be lit for the Lord and stuff like that. Cool. So, you said four years, right? Would you come back next summer? Yup. Unity, would you come back? Definitely. Cool. So, any last thoughts about your, your summer at KAA? If you decide to come to KAA, make sure you are prepared to scream and learn about Jesus and have good relationships. My last thoughts? Your last um, thoughts. My last thoughts on KAA was it's an experience I've never had before. I've been to plenty of summer camps growing up, uh, Christian summer camps growing mm -hmm. up, and it's nothing like that. So my last thoughts is it made a positive impact on my thoughts and the way I think. That's dope. Ladies, thank you for talking to me. What camp were you? You guys were both at three, right? Yeah. All right, give me a three chant. Um, P, you want to do P31? But that's the, like, call and response. Okay, do it. P31. 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 Move. Watch out. P31. They coming. Move. Watch out. Then P31. They coming. I like that. Keep that same energy. I like that. All right. Thank y'all for talking to me. I appreciate it. Okay. You know, the girl, she said, well, will you come to church? And I said, yes. And I left that night, the scripture that spoke to my heart, Galatians 1.10, you can write it down, don't have to turn there. Apostle Paul said this. He said, if I were concerned about pleasing man, I'd already be disqualified as being a bondservant of Jesus Christ. I said, whoo, got my attention. I go to church that night, the preacher's preaching. This was 19, 
Chatting with Aaron and Thomas Wilson, who just got married last month. Oh, yeah. So uh, we're going to talk to them about their camp experience uh, as a couple and as individuals. So, T, let's start with you, man. You've been to camp numerous times, right? Um, tell me what's different about this year than the previous years you've been. Um, this year, I really feel like... Me like I've kind of like mastered the like balance of like alone time, like reading, um, but also like getting poured into Bible studies. Um, also like also with the Harambe's, um, like the time, like like that we do spend our kids. Uh, I feel like I was like I didn't force anything. Like I just had re like regular conversation with them, play games. Um, like I feel like this year like I was I was very connected to my kids, but also like I got poured into um, by by Soup and Blue um, and Jensen, but I also feel like I did like my long time just hearing God's voice and reading um, other scholars and stuff like that as well. Cool, man. Now, Aaron, it's your first time. So tell me what your whole vibe on KA is. I mean, did it live up to the hype and everything that you heard? It definitely lived up to the hype. Um, I really enjoyed just like getting out of the city for a week. Um, the weather was amazing. It was like 70s and sunny most of the days. It was beautiful. Man, it was cold. It wasn't uh, doggone beautiful weather. <laughs> she tripping. So yeah, I just loved like being out of the city, um, having a week to just relax, um, spend some time alone, spend some time getting to new, know new people. And like Thomas said, be poured into and just have time to think and dream and spend time with the Lord. Dope. So tell me what it was like to be here as a couple. I mean, was that difficult? Was it um, strenuous? Was it okay? Was it, did it seem normal to you? Because it's like you guys are kind of newlyweds, so that might be difficult for some people. But from your perspective, what was it like to be at camp as a couple in two separate camps and two separate cabins? Yeah, it was really hard. Um, Oh, like I miss just like being with her, doing things that married couples do, and yeah, man. PG, man, we're on a bus full of kids, man. Come on, dog. I kept, I kept with PG, but it was good to like reflect on like what, on like what we was learning together, though, because like, I'll learn something and like I'll tell her about it, and she'll learn something. She'll tell me about it. So it's cool because like usually like I'm the only one that comes. Well, like I come by myself and I learn by myself, but like this year I was able to like learn and like share it with my wife, um, kind of like pass it down. So that was. That was really good as well. And we went on some, we went on some really good walks. 
um, like through the nature and stuff like that. So that was good as well. Yeah, I mean, it's my first year, so um, I'm not sure like what it would have been like compared to previous years, but it was hard and we had to be intentional about like spending time together. Um, but like Thomas said, it was fun to like learn something and then and then share it with him and share my excitement with him about the things that I was learning and hear about the things that he was learning as well. That's dope. So yesterday during Say So, uh, Thomas uh, had a had a say so. Was it say so? Uh, yeah. That he that you said something really dope about intentionality. Uh, would you mind sharing that story with me right here, right now? Yeah, Mac, just story with you. So um so since we so since, since we've been married, um I've like struggled with like being intentional as far as like conversation wise, um and like really getting to know her deeper. Um so I've been praying and asking God for help with that. Um and here at K, they had gave us a, a devotional book, and on one of the um, days, the topic was identity, um, and it was talking about my identity in Christ. And one of the and one one of the identities was um, was that I'm one with God and I'm and I'm in perfect union with Him. And then like when I read that, I was like, man, like, I don't really believe that because I because I've been asking God to like tell me to be intentional with Aaron, but like I feel like. I, but, but I feel like I haven't been getting any answers. Um, so I journaled about that and I like, really prayed to ask God to help me believe that I'm one with him. Um, and I asked him again to help me be intentional with her. So so next day I asked one of my big brothers named Nestor, I'm going to ask him for some advice. And he had talked about um, how important it is to, to, like, do things that, to do things that your wife likes and then like create conversation around that. So that stuck with me. But that still didn't give me like like something to do as far as like how to have a like how to have a intentional conversation with her like just about sitting down with her so i asked god again and then and then like i just i planned it i was like okay like baby like we're gonna like get together at this specific time in the day and we're gonna like talk just, just join me i had no idea what i was gonna say i just did it so we got together and i'm like i'm like what am i gonna do and then we sit down and immediately the question came Thomas, you should ask her, what are some things that you say about her or call her that she likes a lot and why? And I was like, okay. And I asked her that, and, and that started a whole 30-minute, like 30, like 30 to like 45-minute conversation that her and I had that was very intentional. Um, and it was on the spot, so God spoke to me exactly when I needed him to, um, which proved my identity that I'm one with God. So that was amazing. So how did, how did that make you feel, Aaron? I mean... Because I know that he said he's, he shared in Say So yesterday when he was sharing in front of a room full of people that you hadn't, didn't even know this story yet. Yeah. So you were hearing it for the first time with the rest of us. So how did it make you feel to get the backstory of his intentionality with, you know, the thought and the prayer that he put into it and the counsel? Yeah, um, I think it, it made me feel really loved. Um, just that he was so intentional about, like, desiring to know me more because he knows that's that's something that I desire. I love to have intentional conversations and I love to like know people deeply. Um, so for him to see that and to take the time to pray about it and to, even though it's not something that comes naturally to him, it co doesn't come easily to him. Um, he knew that it was so important to me that to hear the story of how intentional he was made it even more special. And even after we had the conversation, I told him that, um, that like intentional conversation is like one way that I feel most unified with him. So it was amazing that he was wanting to know that he was unified with God, um, but but in that 
like we also were unified as husband and wife, which was really cool. That's dope, man. Yeah, that story blessed me, man. So I, I wanted to, you know, let other people in on it. They weren't here at camp, so so they could be blessed too. Um, what was your favorite part of camp, Aaron? Ooh, I love just being outside, being in nature, going for walks. Um, yeah, I think that was my favorite part. And I also just love, like, there was rocking chairs on the porch, just sitting on the porch and rocking in the rocking chairs and reading. It was amazing. T, what was your favorite part of camp, man? Definitely going to tube, man. It was so much fun. So much fun. <laughs> well, yo, thanks for talking to me, guys. I really appreciate you sharing your story and your experience this year, all right? Thanks, Prof. Thanks, love Prof. you, guys. Yeah. because he will be right there and he helped us when we were all torturing him and putting him on the cross. My name is Jocelyn and I'm from cabin G7 and I learned at camp that, um, that Jesus is always with you and you can make friends you trust. I'm from B4, and um, this week I learned you should never be afraid because God is always with you. Hey, what's up? This is Proverb. I'm here at KAA Camp 1, KAA 1 with Daniela Darling. Daniela, what brings you to camp this year? Um, well, I was team leader this year, and Nestor asked me to join the crew. Awesome. So team leader where? where what organization are you with? Urban Youth Impact. I was a first grade team leader. Sweet. So when you said you would join the crew at KAA, did you have any idea what that would mean? Had you like done research on the camp, or did people tell you about it? I mean, how much did you know before coming up here? I had heard a lot from other Urban Youth Impact um, staff members that it was super fun, super awesome, but I didn't know anything about it. I thought I was going to be with the kids the whole week. I had no idea that it was going to be something where I would get poured into and get rest and have a fun, relaxing week myself. Cool. So now that you've been here and it's like it's Friday, right? And you've experienced the whole week of getting poured into, no kids. You've met with your kids a few times, I'm assuming. Um, how do you feel about the camp? I think it's an amazing camp all around. Um, they certainly, I haven't been with the kids much and seen what the kids get to do, but the kids have had nothing but great things to say. And from the staff members, I can tell they're super intentional and planning and every little um, thing that they do. But as far as the Kaleo side, um, I have absolutely loved it. They give you a schedule that's super flexible, um, super molded to you and what you want and what you want to receive from it. Um, and they definitely pinpoint uh, a time of rest and stopping from work, which I really appreciate and I have received this week. Um, and you can tell that they're just very prayerful in their teachings and um, Holy Spirit led and asking the Holy Spirit to tell them what to do and say so so a couple of, couple of last questions would you come back to this camp 
Yes, and I really want to next year. And then lastly, would you recommend this camp to anybody who's never been up here? Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Thanks for talking to us. Appreciate it. Yep. So I'm on the bus, Branson to Bomb Beach, on our way back from KAA, session two, traveling with Urban Youth Impact, and we just hit a rough part of the road, and my knee is killing me. All right, but anyway, I'm here with Ty and Nerlene from Urban Youth Impact. Uh, Ty, what do you do at Urban Youth? I am a fifth grade team leader, and um, I just love working with the inner city. We love to increase literacy rates. My class, we work on Reading Plus. We like to, I like to create lesson plans that just develops the overall student in school and out of school and create life skills. Dope. Nerlene? What do you do at Urban Youth Impact? I am the middle school academic coach at Urban Youth Impact. Um, my job is to work alongside my partner who does life skills, teaches the kids anything from like how to create a budget to how to dress properly for certain events. And I handle the academic aspect of that, which is getting them on Reading Plus, um, making sure they increase in literacy, making sure their school grades are good. Tight. So you guys are on your bus from camp. So tell me a little bit about your trip. I mean, how many times have you been to, to KAA, Nerlene? Uh, this has been my third year going to camp. Um, I absolutely love it. My favorite um, thing about camp is that it is the one week for a lot of the children there where they are on a um, level playing field from everybody else. They notice it, um, they eat the same thing, they do the same activities, nobody gets bigger portions, they're allowed to eat as much as they want, they sleep in the same cabin, so it's just a level playing field all around. Now cool, so you've been before, as you said it's your third year, what's different about this year than any other year, and well I'll ask the other question in a minute, but what's different about this year than the other previous two years, or is there anything that's different? Um, well, this year, I would say that um, for me personally, I participated in a lot of the Kaleo activities. Um, it was just a dope experience. Every year it gets better and better, and that's because I learn how to navigate every year. I know how to navigate the schedule, and I know how to pick and choose what I do want to participate in. Dope. So you also help plan this trip. Any challenges in, in planning a trip this size with this many kids and Kaleos and the, the amount of miles from home? Any challenges that you can uh, speak on? Well, there are challenges whenever you're taking somebody's kids that far. Um, parents, um, the, parent, the challenges comes with the parents um, before the trip. You know, you have to make sure that they get everything in, submit payments, submit applications, submit health forms. And you know, like the kids can't submit any of that. So if the parents linger in submitting those things, it can be a challenge and making sure that their kids are ready for the trip. As far as when we're actually on the trip, you know, parents want to speak to their children, which I don't blame them, but during the week, we're not allowed to just, hey, you know, he speak to your parents because camp does not allow that. Right, right, so right. it's kind of like, hey, your kids are okay. Your kids are safe, just trust us. So having that trust with the parents is really important. And on the right back is the smoothest experience because they just, we bringing them home. So Ty, how many years have you been in camp? Um, this is my second year. And what do you, what do you think, if there are any, 
What are the differences between this year and last year? Um, I would say personally, uh, just my personal, um, with my walk in faith, I feel like every year I just go stronger and stronger. I learn more. I feel feel the spirit a little bit more. So personally, it's, it's been great for me as an adult. I feel like sometimes I have more fun than the students. So. Awesome. Give me a couple highs this uh, this camp. What what was two of your most favorite things to do this this time around? Two of my favorites, I would say, being out on Table Rock Lake, and um, I would say Dr. Renee. She just hearing her word and how she interprets the word and just the acronyms and all the different visuals. Because I'm a visual learner, so it's easy for me to remember certain things of the Bible and the word just based on. Because she's an awesome teacher, so I feel like an actual student. Since she's a high school teacher, I feel like a student in her class. So that's dope. Um, would you would you recommend people come to this camp? And if so, why? Um, definitely because. Overall, it doesn't matter where you are in your in your um, walk. You'll feel comfortable whether you're in the beginning or you haven't started at all, or you feel like you're just at the top. There's always room for growth, and um, you could be like a big kid, like you're you're a big adult, you know. Yeah, so yeah. you you could just let loose, relax for a week. Don't really have to think about much. You can eat all you want. Don't have to worry about any students, any kids. So I think it's awesome. Cool. Well, if you could talk to somebody, Nerlene, who has um, not brought kids to camp, like in a, in a nonprofit organization, and they've never thought about bringing kids to camp, uh, and you wanted to convince them that they should pack up a bus and bring them all the way to Branson, Missouri to go to KAA, and you could convince them this is your one shot to do that, what would you say? Oh, that's a tough question. Um, I would just start by saying that they are getting what camp likes to say, a bubble bath in Jesus. They see Jesus in everything. They learn how to be servants, which are not things in the world that we live in. We live in a very self-serving world. And outside of camp, I would say you don't see a lot of people serving each other. So it's a chance for the adults and the kids to get immersed in everything that has to do with God and learn, go deeper in the gospel. And we, it's a, just a dope experience. Like, there's no reason to not go to camp. I can't think of one reason. Go ahead, Ty. And I would say the activities, too, you know, because I was in line earlier, and one of the boys, he was like, my counselor made me get on this boat, but I have fun tubing. You know, so the counselor was just saying it's good pressure. Like, the students, a lot of the students are inner city, so they won't ever get to go on a boat, yeah. get to go tubing, get to go ziplining, you know, things First like that. Yeah, I think I think it's awesome experiences, and you get to get out of your comfort zone, even as adults, you know. So some of these things are once in a lifetime, and they're going to create lifelong memories. So That's awesome. All right, well, ladies, thank you for talking to me. Appreciate the conversation. You know how we going to end this. K-A-A. You know. Thank y'all. <laughs> Come and say you. p.m. Branson to Bomb Beach. Talking to Zachary Hicks right now. Zachary, what's up, man? How you doing? Doing okay. Fine. Good. So tell me, man, you've been to camp how many years now in a row? About eight years now. And tell me what you learn when you come up here every summer. I learned that Jesus has unconditional love for us. That no matter how hard uh, obstacle gets, you gotta keep trying, 
stay in your word, and stay positive. Tell me how that helps you every day in your life, like just with your family, with school, with your friends. Tell me how that how that plays out when you go home from camp. It plays out in my life because I grew up on Tamar, what not but gang violence, killing is going on. So I surround myself around good people like Pastor Face, Nestor and them. Help me stand my word, man. Just helps me become a better man. And have a brighter future for my family. Awesome, man. So, like, when you come, like, describe to me the feeling you get when you know, like, it's camp time. Like, you, you've been through a whole year of school, and you're a senior, right? Yes, sir. So, you've been through a whole year of school, you graduated, you're about to go off to college. But describe for me when you know it's time to come up to KA, what that feels like. Freedom and joy. Awesome. So, is KA3 the only camp you've been at as a camper, or have you been to the other two as well? I've been to KA2 about three years. And what's your favorite part when you come up here? My favorite part about KA is the environment. What about the environment do you like so much that attracts you and keeps you coming back year after year after year? It's the warm welcome in the people. They show love and care for you. Awesome, man. If you could say anything to anybody listening right now about why they should come to KAA, what would it be? I think that KAA should be worldwide known because it helps little kids and even adults and teenagers learn about Christ if they didn't know, or help them with a better relationship with Christ. All right, man, thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Okay, I'm here with uh, Stephen Hamilton, AKA Face, and uh, Face is uh, here with Urban Youth Impact as well as Bow Down Church. Bow Down Church is a sister ministry of Urban Youth Impact. They work in tandem and they do ministry in the inner city of West Palm Beach. Face, it seems like you're the vet on this trip, man. How many times have you been to camp? This is my seventh year. Tell me how this year compares to the last six. Well, this year was very special for me. A good friend of mine from uh, back in the day was uh, Kaleo at uh, camp, same camp as me, and he is now serving in ministry in Mississippi. So he actually used to work at the, the ministry that I'm a part of now. And so the Lord took him out or called him out and had a new place for him. And it was very, uh, very good to just spend the week in fellowship with him. Someone that I used to work along the along, uh, side of on the front lines. And then uh, then to be able to show up at camp and, and uh, experience camp and just uh, fellowship with him is pretty special. Cool, man. Now, seven years, dude, that's, that's a long time. What keeps you coming back year after year? I mean, this is a long trip. It's not like, you know, a couple hours on a bus with a couple kids. It's, it's, it's day and a half on a bus with like 40 plus kids. And I know some, in some cases, the trip has been like two buses and like 80 kids. So what keeps you coming back year after year after year on a, on a grind like that? Right, that's a good question. Um, I'd have to say pretty much two things for me, even though I'm, I'm saying goodbye to my wife and to my children and uh, all my responsibilities back home. And it's your anniversary, right? It was. It was my 10-year anniversary. Wow. Uh, and also missing Father's Day every year can be a bummer. But uh, in a way, um, the, the, it kind of plays into the reason, though. It's these kids, and a lot of these kids don't have a father True. or 
or uh, they, they have lack and, and I know this and um, if I could be some type of a father figure or just a, just a godly uh, man, um, someone for them to look at, to trust in and learn from, that's the reason. So it, it is the kids um, and uh, a side thing is um, it's also kind of like my sabbatical for every year. Um, I try to take the time every year and gauge myself from where I was last year and where I am this year. And so there's a lot of evaluation uh, on my own personal life, my goals, my dreams, where I can kind of hit a reset button. Um, and so during this time every year, uh, God and I share some pretty intimate moments and, and there's just a strong relationship, uh, connection. And I believe that's because of the ministry uh, at, at camp and how, how pleased God is with kids across America and the prayer atmosphere that has been created at the camp. Uh, it's just ripe to go there and do things like that, have a sabbatical. Cool, man. Well, Faith, it's always good to catch up with you, man. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me. And uh, hopefully we'll see you again next year at camp, right? Uh, that's kind of the hope. Um, so we'll see. I, I sit back and I, I look at people that are going as Kaleos, and they've been going 20, 25 years, yeah, yeah. and I'm just blown away. That's and crazy. so I'm, I'm like, man, these some, some of these... Uh, people have been older than most of our Kaleos that are going with us now. It's crazy. No doubt. But it's a blessing. It's yeah. a blessing to be here with yeah. you, Proverb. Um, you guys, uh, I just want to take this time to just tell you what a great man of God Proverb is. Uh, every year, um, I see him pouring in to the kids, and he's coming, and even this podcast, he's trying to get the message out and prod people on to live their dreams and to focus on Christ. And so it's, a, it's just an awesome thing, Proverb. You're an awesome guy. And, and I appreciate you coming here and being faithful in your giftings as well, man. I, I love you, man. You're a good guy. Appreciate it, man. I don't expect to get paid for that, though. Oh, yeah. Ain't no, ain't no check coming in the mail. Yeah, he didn't tell me to say that, y'all. He didn't tell me. <laughs> no doubt, man. I appreciate your friendship and brotherhood, too, man. Yeah, All right. Love Thanks you. for talking to me. Appreciate yep. it. Yep. Right, later. All right, so this is Proverb. I'm on the bus with Urban Youth Impact on our way home from KAA. You know Bomb Beach to Branson, now it's Branson to Bomb Beach. I'm here talking to Nestor Medina, one of the, one of the people that actually planned this whole trip and camp uh, excursion this year. So Nestor, how do you feel about the trip this year and how'd it go? Um, I feel great, very good about the trip. You know, it was our goal to uh, bring uh, 44 students to camp and um, we were able to to accomplish that. I feel, I feel it went very good. What are some of the challenges in the planning a trip like this? I mean, I know it takes a lot. How many kids did you bring and how many Kaleos did you have? And Kaleos are just like you know, the counselors that come along and, ch and chaperone the kids, right? Yeah, absolutely. We, we planned to have 44. We had 44 registered. At the end of the day, we had one no-show, so we brought 43 students. We brought nine Kaleos. Um, I, I believe that the most challenging part of this is the administrative part. You know, you have your spreadsheets. You got to make sure you got everybody's date of birth, medical forms. Um, so that's the most difficult part. Um... But then also, you know, you got to make sure that, you know, you pick the right bus and, 
the contracts and all of that. So it is a it is a big entail entailment. But at the end of the day, if you have a good team, you're able to accomplish anything. And I have a very good team, very supportive. Everybody played their role. And um, even though it's uh, it's a big it's a big responsibility and a big job, we were able to get it done smoothly. Tight man. Now, is this how many years have you been to camp? This is my second year going to camp. And what was different about camp this year than last year? Were there any differences? Uh, yeah. Well, for me there were. Um, last year, um, as a Kaleo, when you go in, um, there's a lot of things that you have to learn on the fly, and they do that purposefully. Uh, because they want you to really get the DNA and culture of the camp. So this year I went in, I felt I knew the ropes, you know. Um, it was great being able to sit at, like my first day there, I was the only returning Kaleo. So I was the quote-unquote high-ranking Kaleo at the table, and um, I, ha I was giving guys pointers and cues. So, yeah, I, I just I, I felt much different this year, plus on top of that I had the responsibility of leading the trip, so um, you know, going to all the different camps, catching up with the kids, making sure the Kaleos had everything that they needed. It was uh, very different at camp this year, and, and uh, definitely more fulfilling. I didn't feel like I was trying to learn things as more as going with the flow and then teaching others. So Kaleo has, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, KAA has three camps. There's KAA one, KAA two, and KAA three. You, I believe, were at KAA3, right? Yes. So how did it go over there? Because I know each camp has its own flavor. Each camp has its own steez, so to speak. Um, tell me a little bit about KAA3. Well, KAA3 is our uh, 15 to 18-year-olds. Uh, for the Kaleos, uh, we either have breakfast and lunch with the girls, uh, breakfast and lunch uh, with the guys, and then at, one, at some point, you know, we are able to um, be in the same dining room with all of them at once um, so it is different definitely a more mature environment where you have um, th these young men and women I don't want to call them boys I don't want to call them girls they're young men and women and um, you know they're navigating through life they're away from their environment for a week and we get the privilege of seeing them in a high engagement environment right off the rip and so they're engaging and you're able to see our teenagers who were maybe um, unsure of what they were walking into because we had a lot of first-timers. Um, now they're in there and they're having a great time together. They're laughing, they're opening up, they're participating. So it's a very high energy, very competitive, um, but everything is Christ-centered. And that's cool. That's kind of what I like about it, man. It's like no matter what camp you're at, it's like hypeness. Like I call it the hypest place on earth uh, because there's hypeness everywhere. Would you come back to this camp? Absolutely. I will come back. I, I already have plans to come for the next three years. That's my plan. You know, I want to do uh, five years here and uh, at some point turn it over to somebody else. Um, so, yeah, I'm coming back for sure. Would you recommend this camp to someone else? Absolutely. I would recommend it to not just someone else, to any organization, any church, anyone out there who is looking to bring their youth to a place where um, they're going to be cared for, they're going to be poured into, they're going to be mentored, they're going to be challenged. Um, and at the end of the day, man, these kids are, it, my favorite part is just high engagement. So you cannot hide from being engaged. And there's no man left behind. 
And so every youth at the end of this trip, man, they have an eye-opening experience. They're able to make new friends. It's very um, um, diversified. And so uh, I will recommend this to any organization, anyone. All right, Ness, man. Thanks for chopping it up with us, man. I really appreciate it, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you for the privilege. Word. Yeah, yeah. Jesus yeah, yeah. Jesus hey, but man, I heard, I heard, I heard, they say we are, yeah. but they don't know. Yeah, we are Pakistan, they say we are, yeah. but they don't know. Okay, I'm here with Urban Youth Impact, and uh, we're talking to Neva Quintana. Neva, what do you do at Urban Youth Impact? Well, I actually get to do everything that I love. As Family Consumer Science Coordinator, I get to work directly with the elementary and middle school students in the arts and science capacity through our SMART program, Science Meets Art, and I provide cooking lessons, baking lessons. We also do human development um, topics as well. Sweet. Now, how many years have you worked at Urban Youth? I'm coming up on my sixth anniversary. Uh, congratulations, man. Congratulations. And is this your first time at camp? Yes, it is. It's my first time being able to go to KAA. Tell me about your experience this year. Well, I had really anticipated it for many years as I've wanted to attend, um, but was unable to um, because of family reasons and other commitments. But I finally uh, was able to make the trip, and I just, it was everything that I hoped it would be and some. Now, before you had come up here and made this trip to Branson on the bus, a very long, excruciating, smelly bus ride, um, <laughs> did, it, did it live up to all that hype? Was it better than you heard? Or tell me about that. You know, when something's hyped up a lot, you do kind of have the concern that it's going to be, um, you know, blown up, like you said but it really lived up to all the hype. It really is what it's advertised to be, and some from my perspective. I just really felt like it was an open piece of heaven um, on earth, and the things that are happening there, that the Father is just so pleased with everything that's going on there. And so you can't help but be overwhelmed with joy the entire time you're there. Looking around and seeing uh, the commission fulfilled in that capacity is just really, really exciting. And the cool thing about KA is, um you know, it's an urban camp, so you don't get there, and it's not like a switch and bait type thing where they say it's urban and you get there and it's not. They say it's urban and you get there and it's like more than urban. It's like crunk, it's lit, it's like what I, I call it the hypest place on earth. And I believe that's still to be true, even, you know, even now. Um, I talked to Nestor earlier, and he was at KAA3, and now you were at KAA3 as well with those girls. Tell me a little bit about that. 
You know, I really like KA3 because I like being able to work with the older students. I feel like it gives me an opportunity to be more real and more raw with them and where they're at. I don't have to sugarcoat things and I can just tell them like it is because they really need to hear it cut and dry. Um, we can't skirt around it. We can't brush over it. We have to really, really bring it to them in a way that they can understand it. And I don't think that we have a lot of time to waste. Um, and sugarcoating things are beating around the bush. So getting straight to the point with them and being able to bring it to them boldly is what I prefer. And it was a really great experience because I just felt like our girls in particular took advantage of every opportunity and made the best of all of it. Because no camp or away trip is perfect. Um, and especially a camp in itself because there's gonna be uh, some sacrifices of comfort and so on and so forth. And community living is hard, especially for people who don't have it um, or experience it on a regular basis. So there's all those challenges that are presented to them. But I was really proud to see our girls really come together and make the very best of it. And even though they weren't together the whole time, when they were allowed to come together as a small group, they had each other's back, but they made the most of their cabin experience in building relationships with other girls from around the country as well. Do you think that bringing them all the way to Missouri is like an eye-opening thing? Do you think they learn a lot from this trip? Not, not just about Christ and, and camp and stuff like that, but just about knowing that the world is bigger than where they are. Do you think that this trip helps expand their worldview? Yeah, absolutely, man. I encourage all of our students to travel every opportunity that's ever given to them um, just to go ahead and jump on it because traveling, just the, the drive itself, even though we're on a smelly bus and it's a long, uncomfortable ride, seeing the countryside is something that they've never experienced. Getting outside of Florida and seeing different terrain and, um, it, it, you know, it just opens eyes, like you said. And something my dad always said to me when I was a little girl is that the world is only as big as you make it. So if you never leave your front porch, that's as big as the world will ever be. If you don't ever leave your neighborhood, that's as big as the world is going to be. So we really want the kids to know that the world is as big as the entire earth and that they have the opportunity to go anywhere on it that they so wish dope so what do you think you coming back next year I am most definitely coming back next year and I do hope to be with K3 although I know that the experience at each camp is extraordinary and they all have their um, incredible moments because you were seeing eyes opened um, to the Lord as we said lives transformed and changed uh, really forever so any camp is going to be an incredible experience and I encourage other people to do it as well cool now every camp has its um, has its chant right so I was at KAA1 where it's known as the big ace Ty and Nerlene were at camp 2 which is the deuce where it goes down and KAA3's chant you're nodding your head because you don't know it. Well, you loser. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you would, you would, you would throw me under the bus, bro. But listen, I'm gonna put that on our shepherds, yo. Because if I didn't learn the chant, it's because they didn't give it to us enough times, and uh, they weren't as hype maybe as KA one and two. But it wasn't because KA three, the camp wasn't hype. It was because maybe our shepherds need a little bit more encouragement. All right. Yeah, we're going to leave it there then. All right. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for joining me. I did. Thank you, Neville. I can't remember what it was. Can I get a K-A-A? You know. What, what? Can I get a K-A-A? K-A-A.
you know. Hey, you know, 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 you know. That's a wrap for this episode of The Soldier. Hopefully you learned something, were inspired, and motivated to begin a journey of your own. Please email me your comments, questions, or even suggestions for my next guest at proverb.newsome at gmail.com. Once again, that's proverb.newsome at gmail.com. This has been The Soldier. Remember, life is a journey. Enjoy the trip.